0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to RWC Online. It's so good to have you with us today. And if you're joining in with us, whether it's from your living room or your kitchen or wherever it is, may God bless you real good. We're talking about prayer today in our message, and I just trust that your year is off to a great, great start. Thank you for uh, your participation with us. Uh, you're here online. Thank you for participating when you're able to be a part of what God's doing financially in the ministries of the church. We get think of that new roof above us, and we think of the furnace to come and all those things. Thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord and your participation here. May God bless you real, real good. We wish we could be right in the living room with you, but this is the best that we can do today. But at least we can do it and thank you, team, for putting this all together. So we've had a great service, and I know that you're going to enjoy this time. So let me pray for you. God, be with each one, wherever they are. Maybe they're on their smartphone or on their television or its computer. You know them. You love them. I pray you'd be close to them. Minister to their hearts. And God, remind us that we are your church, the invisible church, the made up of believers uh, here and around the world who love you. And so, God, be with each one today. Bring healing to them, body, soul, and spirit. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So good to have you with us. Thank you. Lord bless. I hope you've had a good beginning to the year. And we're in 2023. Um, it's, it's amazing. We were talking about the year 2000. How many remember the year 2000? Y2K? And uh, we were talking with a younger crowd who had no idea what we were talking about, Y2K, and uh, filling our bathtubs with water and whatever else that we did, getting ready to throw our computers in snowbanks. And um, here we are in 2023, hard to believe. I, uh, I took, a, I took a, a, a direction change near the end of the week and what I was going to speak about, um, I was going down a completely different path, but I, I really took a 90-degree turn, and what I, I want to talk to you today is I want to talk about prayer. That's what I want to talk about. That's what I feel to talk about today as we're in 2023, because we have a God we can talk to, and we need to talk to God in 2023. Let's put the, uh, the slide up there. Uh, thank you for that, Nate. E.M. Bound said... Trouble and prayer are closely related. Trouble often drives men to God in prayer, while prayer is but the voice of men in trouble, or people in trouble. I don't know if you, uh, some of you did, because I've heard you talking about it. I didn't see it live, but this past Monday night in the NFL football game, when um, Damar Hamlin, a 24-year-old, Buffalo Bills player. He collapsed with a heart attack, cardiac arrest. It was a, it was a game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, he was resuscitated on, so we're talking 24 years old, he was after a tackle. He was resuscitated on the field, but has been in critical condition. And I hear that, that there's great improvement now. And so we're, we're 68 days later now. Um, the entire Buffalo Bills team took time to pray in the hushed stadium and, and there was quite an atmosphere there in the stadium. Even the opposing teams the Bengals went down on their knees to pray. In fact there's been such an outpouring of prayer uh, around the world it really shook people all 32 NFL teams have changed their Twitter profiles to Hamlin number three with this quote and it says put it up there Nate Pray for Damar. All 32 teams have put that or did put that. I don't know what it is at this moment. uh, Pray for Damar. But it's interesting what took place uh, after this. Don was the first that had sent me a video. And I'm actually going to show you the video here in a moment that's gone viral. Um, It's interesting what took place. And I couldn't help, now for some of you this will mean something. I was thinking about the atheist anti-prayer activist, Madeline Murray O'Hare. Some of you, that means something to you. I couldn't help but think, she died in 1995. She would have been mortified as to what has taken place this week in the world. Um, What has gone viral, it's interesting, is not football, and it's not just genuine concern for this young man, uh, Damar Hamlin. What has gone viral is a prayer by Dan... Orlovsky, and we'll put his picture up there. Um, Dan Orlovsky, he's an American, he, he's an American football analyst. Um, he's a former American football quarterback. And so on ESPN Live, so that's the entertain, Entertainment and Sports Programming Network, on ESPN Live, Orlovsky had the courage to not just talk about prayer and talk about Demar but to actually pray for this 24-year-old. It's powerful to see where a nation turns in spite of so much liberal thought and so much seeming turning from God, and yet, where do we go? Where do we go uh, when life comes down on us? We have to go to the Lord. So I want to talk about prayer today. As believers, we know this, but we can talk to God, and God wants to talk to us. But but I want to change that over a little bit. I want to just change that statement around a little bit. How about this? As believers, we must talk to God, and we need to hear from God. We need to hear from God. And and I know that even as we say statements like there's a, there's a, a battle in our spirits because of maybe how we look at these things, but we've got to hear from God. The early church, they were devoted to prayer, and I... I've different times wrestled with this, I, how, to, how to see this be a part of our church and our life, and I still am not sure how to do this, but let's look at some scriptures. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves, what? To the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. They devoted themselves to prayer. There was, this, there was, there was within them such a longing, not only to be in the Lord's presence, but this understanding that if God's not there, if God doesn't show up, uh, you know, like Moses years and years and years before, oh, God, do not send us up from this place without your presence. If you do not go with us, who who will know? Who will know without your presence? You know, he, he declared it. Who, we've got to hear from God. Uh, Luke 21, verse 36. This is what Jesus said. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. So he talked about there's going to be difficult days come. Be in prayer. Be with the Lord. And he modeled it for us, right? He, he was with God. And he, he continued with that, that spirit of constant dependence upon the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. Peter says, The end of all things is near. Therefore... Okay. Um, and I'm not putting any of these things. The end of things is there, therefore uh, stock up as much food as you can. Uh, therefore, uh, empty your bank account and do this this and that. He said, therefore be clear-minded and sober self-controlled so that you can pray. Basically, the end of all things is near. Wow, the end is coming. I got to pray. Uh, what, what does the world say when, when the end is coming? Well, all kinds of things. And yet, Peter says, but you need to pray because God is God. God is in control. And prayer is not easy necessarily for us as human beings to maybe understand how do we enter into prayer? How do we pray? How do we have this spirit of dependence and, and surrender and faith to God? I got to tell you this really uh, cute story. It was, a, it was about a man Jewish gentleman who used to go every morning and every night, once, twice every day, once in the morning, once at night, to the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. And he was seen traveling there to the Wailing Wall, and he would go in the morning, he would be gone, and then he would come later in the night, he would come back, and he would pray again. And he did that every day for 25 years. And they finally interviewed him, and they said, tell us about this, for 25 years, You've been coming here. He says, in the morning, I come and I pray. What do you pray about? In the morning, I pray for world peace. I pray for the world. And then he said, I, I go and spend the rest of my day. And then I come back at night and I pray. And they say, what do you pray for then? he says, I pray for peace specifically between, between the Jewish and Palestinian, right, is what he prays for. And they said, how has that been? How is that working for you? And he says, well, I, I just feel like I'm talking to a wall. <laughs> and that's how we feel sometimes. That's why I told you the story. Sometimes with our prayers, we, we can feel like um, we're, we're talking to a wall. And uh, you might feel that way. And you might say, well, I, I don't know how to pray. I, I don't know how to. And, and sometimes... One of the problems is, is when we get alone with God, we can't stand some of the noise that happens in our spirit. Because remember Peter, he comes into the presence of Jesus, and what's the first thing he said? Go away from me. So, so sometimes we, we, we suffer from that dilemma, is that when we actually go to prayer, we're like, God, God go away from me. I, I'm a man, of, I'm, I'm a sinful man, is what Peter said. And we see ourselves. And, of course, when we come into the presence of God, his searchlight. But that's God's grace. Rather than run from that, understand that when he highlights ugliness in us, it's God's grace extended to us. That is grace. That is the amazing grace. You know, it's so interesting. I'm in so many crowds that love to sing amazing grace. Some of the crowds I'm in, they don't, they least evidently, don't know anything of God that I can tell. And they sing Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace is when God just sort of pokes us between the eyes and said, listen, things aren't right, but I died for this. I'm ready to do something about this. So it's God's grace. We're going to go through a method of prayer in a little bit. Um, We're going to do that. But I want to tell you a story, another story first. Uh, Brennan Manning He's the one who told this story first, and, and I'm going to recount it. I'm going to read some of it, and uh, I'll try to do maybe a little embellishing or, or of my own, my own storytelling. Come on. Um, there was a man, and he was dying of cancer. And uh, he was visited by, by his uh, assistant parish priest. The old man's daughter had asked the local priest to come and pray. her father. And so, when the priest arrived, he found the man lying in his bed, and um, he was propped up on two pillows, and beside him, there was an empty chair. And so, immediately, the priest assumed that he knew that he was coming, and that they had prepared the chair for him to sit in when he got there, and he said, "Uh, you were expecting me. And the gentleman says, no, I I wasn't expecting you. In fact, I, I, I don't even know who you are. I'm the new associate a priest at the parish, and when I saw the empty chair, I figured that you knew that I was coming. And so the, the bedridden man said, come on in, could you, could you sit down for a bit? I, I'd like to tell you something. And so the, the priest was puzzled. He came in, he sat down, and the man said, I, I have never told anyone this, not even my daughter, but all my life I have never known how to pray. Uh, during Sunday Mass, he said when they would preach a homily on prayer, it, it went over my head. It, it just constantly was a, a wall for me. It, it was something that I could not, could not enter into. And I, I shared this with my priest, and he gave me a book. Um, and Brendan Manning says that the book that he gave him, uh, it was in his bottom drawer. It was, uh, it was by Hans-Juris von Balthasar. He was a Swiss theologian. He was, he was renowned for his writing on prayer. This man says, I took the book, and in the first 12 pages, I had to look, uh, look up words in the dictionary a dozen times. It just went totally over my head, and, and I was frustrated by the book. And I was telling this to a friend of mine, and the, my friend said to, to him, listen, prayer prayer is talking to God, It's talking to God, just like you're talking to me. So when we talk with one another, you talk, and I talk, you listen, we talk, we converse back and get talk to God. And so what his friend did, he said, I want to encourage you um, to to put a chair, and and I want you to sit in front of that chair, and, and I want you to picture that Jesus is sitting there. And he said, this may seem weird at first, but after all, Jesus said, I will be with you all your days. I will be with you. And so talk to him. Let that chair be a representative. If that's what you need in your mind, then just speak to him and listen in the same way that you're doing with me right now. And so the man said to the priest, I tried it and and I liked it so much that I do it now a couple of hours every day. And he said, I'm careful. He said, I, I don't want my, my daughter to see me in front of the empty chair because she'll either have a nurse breakdown or she'll think I've lost it. She's on the edge of thinking I've lost it anyway. But I, but I pray in that empty chair. The priest, we're told, was deeply moved by the story, and he encouraged the old guy to continue on this journey of prayer. And so then he prayed for him. He anointed him with oil, and he returned to the rectory. Two nights later, he received a call from the daughter to tell the priest that her daddy had gone to heaven. And the priest said, did he seem to have peace? And she said, yes. When I left the house around 2 o'clock, he he called me over by his bedside. He told me a corny joke, and he kissed me on the cheek. And when I came back from the store an hour later, I found him dead. But she goes, you know, there was something really strange. Something really strange, Father. Father. In fact, it was beyond strange. It was kind of weird. Apparently, just before Daddy died, he leaned over and rested his head on the chair beside his bed. So listen, that is prayer. To understand that God loves us and understand that He has called us to live our lives, to walk our journey, as we live and breathe and learn and school and work and family and church and community, as we play, as we go about our world, that we live with this constant awareness that God loves us, that God loves us. So let's give some thinking time to prayer. Um, I want to give you five types of prayer. If you've received the, the, the handout there, and there are still more here, and there's still some at that back table that you came in. I'm sorry you didn't get them as well. I want to give you five types of prayer, is what I want to start by doing. Okay? Five types of prayer. And and of course, this is this is an effort for us to sort of look at the kinds of prayer that are in the Bible and to put them sort of in a category that, that's not far-fetched here. In fact, Five is some people would go with seven, and you could do that. But I'm going to give you five types of prayer. And I believe that this could be a practical thing to help us as we enter into the year to say, how do I pray? How do I learn how to pray? How do I agree with other people? Number one is adoration. Adoration. Uh, We started that today in our worship time, didn't we? Just to adore the Lord. Adoration is to express deep love and respect. God deserves our praise. He just does because of who He is and because of what He's done too. He just deserves praise. He deserves honor. He deserves respect. And so we can adore Him. And we can take some time to express to Him our love. We can express to Him who He is. We can express to Him the greatness that He is because He is God. He created all that is. He created you. He died for you. The next, Let me look at the scripture there, Psalm twenty nine two. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Give God the glory. It's due Him. He, he deserves praise. Worshiping the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Worship Him. That's one way we can pray is to have an adoration. Uh, secondly, thanksgiving. So, thanksgiving is to express gratitude uh, when we're when we're thankful. Uh, we, we can say, thank you, God. Uh, Psalm 100 verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So, you come with thanks. God, thank you for the air I breathe. Thank you for the the energy and strength I have to get up this morning and to come to be with God's people and to go to church. Thank you for the abilities that you've given me to get up and to to be with my family or to what all the things. We say thank you, thank you, thank you for salvation, God. Thank you that you loved me enough to die for me. Thank you that you didn't give up on me. Thank you that you're still pulling for me. Thank you that you pray for me. Did you know that God prays for you? He intercedes for us. Thanksgiving. And then these two, really, they're the praise portion of prayer. We praise Him is what they are. The, number, the third one there is confession. It's the admission of guilt. 1 John 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Confession. Confessing our sins to the Lord. And that really becomes the the starting place. That that sort of clears the debris. You you may need to put confession on the front end of this thing. Because I've given you adoration, thanksgiving, confession. But when we come into the Lord's presence... The Holy Spirit has a way of pointing things out, His grace, right? Extended to us to point things out in our life. And so when He does, we're going to have to say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this attitude that you've. Sh- I'm sorry for these actions. I'm, God, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't act like Jesus. And, and we give it to Him and we let that forgiveness wash over us. Confession. Well, now we get to supplication. Supplication. It's asking for something that we can ask God. Jesus encouraged people to ask Him, to ask of the Lord. Um, Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication or petitions with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We We can go to God and you can ask God. You can say, God, I would love... The desire of my heart is to have this new job. <laughs> we can pray that way. Lord, would you, would you bring my brother to salvation? And Marilyn has prayed that way and has declared that prayer request on different occasions. That's a supplication before the Lord. God, I'm asking for this. Um, you know, give us our daily bread. Right? Right? We pray that in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, the, the Lord's prayer. We can ask Him. And then the, the fifth one is intercession. It's intercession. And intercession is intervening on behalf of another. That's what it is. It's intervening on behalf of another. First Timothy 2 verse 1, I urge then, first of all, that request prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. So, uh, intercession. I want to give you an interesting verse here, and I'll put it up for you. Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you... This is, this is Paul speaking to the church in Colossus. He, he talks about this guy named Epaphras. He said he is a servant of Jesus Christ. He sends his greetings. This is what was interesting, and we don't know that much about Epaphras, but this is a powerful statement that Paul makes about this man. He sends his greetings... He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in the will of God, mature and fully fully assured. So here's this guy, and Paul is sending a letter to the church in Colossus, and and he says, I'm sending greetings from this guy, and he prays for you. He wrestles in prayer for you. And so I, I decided this. I had to look up this word. It's Uh, agonizomai, it's to agonize is really what we think of the sort of a derivative agonize in prayer or to contend with an adversary. Um, The the New King James Version uses the word laboring fervently. Uh, The ESV says struggling on your behalf. And so we get this picture of him wrestling in prayer for them. Wow, here's a guy who had a different spiritual understanding that, listen, there's lots of, lots of things in our life that God just shows us. If we follow the precepts of God's Word and we allow our minds to be healed and we start to walk correctly, there's a benefit of that. But at the same time, we also know that there are spiritual battles that run parallel. And he somehow understood that. And so he would wrestle in prayer for them. That's that's a form of intercession on their behalf. So I've got a question for you Who wrestled in prayer for you? Who, Who wrestled in prayer for you? Number one answer. Jesus, I heard Jesus, Grandma. (laughs) I think that's the number one answer that we hear, Grandma. But who wrestled in prayer for you? It's quite quite a testimony to my upbringing to think about the fact that I saw my dad bow on his knees beside his bed, I think, every night of his life and praying for his boys. And in hearing him pray for his boys, that's, I think that's, a, I think that's a rare thing. I don't know. Praying for his boys. Who, who wrestled in prayer for you? Um, and I, I have stories of people who wrestled in prayer for me. And uh, where would I be? Where would you be? Where would we be if God had not wrestled? If, he, if we, there were not those who wrestled in prayer for us? Because... It's not always easy. And there are forces that we do not understand. There are things in our own hearts and minds, and there are things inside and there's things outside. And I know we get all mixed up. Sometimes we blame everything on the outside when it's just something on the inside that God wants to do, and vice versa. I get that. We've got to sort some things out sometimes with God. But who wrestled for you? Okay, so we've looked at five types of prayer. But now I would like to go a step farther and look at five contents of prayer. Okay, so these are types of prayer: adoration, thanksgiving, confession, um, intercession, supplication, intercession. Those are those are types of prayer, a form of prayer. But what what do we pray about? What what do we pray about? Here's some some things that maybe would get our minds going. Content. Um, First of all, we can pray for ourselves. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Um, Jesus told us to say, pray that you will not enter into temptation. Pray for yourself. Second of all, pray for your family. The ones you like. No. (laughs) Even more for the ones you're having difficulty with, right? That's what it says. Bless your enemy. Pray for your family. Pray for your church. Pray for your church. Pray for your church. Oh, my church is so boring. Pray for your church. You're the boring one if you don't pray for them. (laughs) Our pastor, he speaks so long. Pray for him and he'll be fired up to even preach longer. And, um, <laughs> um, pray for your social sphere, your social, your social group. I, I got to just tell you about this picture. I, I was looking just for a picture that would represent this, and I came across this one. This was years ago when Don and I took our cruise. So we, we don't keep contact with any of these people, but they were our peeps for about three days, and, and Betty and Bob a little bit more there, so we ended up doing some trips with them, and eating together, and having a great time, and, uh, and I got thinking about, I think that, you know, we, we did have a good time with them, I think they loved us, because we refused to drink, and so when the drinks came, we would, we would pass it on to them, so that's the only reason they let us hang around, <laughs> so we, we had a good, good time meeting, but, but pray for, pray for your friends, Pray for your friends. Pray for your social circle. Be their intercessor. (laughs) They're going through a hard time, aren't they? And here's the last one pray for the nations. Pray for the world. My house will be called a house of prayer for what? All nations. Of course, that also means anybody can come into God's house. We know that. But we, but we can pray. In prayer, we can go around the world. I always thought it was interesting. Uh, Ray, Ray Young has passed passed on uh, back in, the, I believe, the 90s. No, it wasn't. It was in the 2000s because he, he was here to see this building. But Ray Young, he loved the Lord for years. He was one of the elders here. And uh, he, didn't, he didn't travel that far. I don't think he did, Vic. You might know a little bit. I didn't travel that far. But he traveled to every corner of the earth in prayer. (laughs) He, he, uh, He took those mission magazines when they come, and he would read them cover to cover, and he would pray for our missionaries around the world in Sierra Leone and Japan and where they were. He went around the world and prayed. He prayed for the nations. So think about the endless possibilities in prayer. Now, if we applied the five types of prayer to the five contents of prayer. Now follow me here just a little bit. So for instance, take the type of prayer, thanksgiving. And now you begin to apply that thanksgiving type to one of the contexts and you go, oh God, thank you for my family. Thank you for my son and for my daughter. Thank you for my mom and for my dad. Thank you for the things that you've given to us and the blessings or your social. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for the jobs that you've given to them. Thank you that you're holding them when they're going through those hard times. Or let's think about the type of prayer, confession. Um, We can say, oh God, we live in a world that so often has turned from you and we confess on behalf of the nations. That may sound a little weird to some. You think, well, I don't have any control over that. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. There, there are spiritual forces. We, we can even bring confession on behalf of the nations. How about supplication? Supplication is to ask for, a supplication for ourselves. Lord, I need you, I need a a job, I I need you to help me, I'm feeling, I I feel certain illness, I need your healing. Uh, Pray for our family and the needs of our family, pray for your church and the needs of your church. Lord, we got a roof and we need to pay for it, all those those things, we can ask God and we can believe him. Pray for our friends, pray for the nations. And so, it's really time to pray about prayer. Um, What is God prompting you to do about prayer? Now, this isn't, a, this isn't a quick answer. I don't think it should be a quick answer. I think it's something that we should maybe just deliberate on and think about a little bit and take some time. And, and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, isn't it? If for all of you doers out there, to, to pause long enough. But, but the only way for us to come into God's presence is going to be to put it in park. And I know park is harder for some than it is for others. But we've got to find park on that steering column of our life. And at some point, we need to park before God. And what is God calling you to be and to do and to become and the attitudes to be developed in prayer? Who do you need to thank God for that prayed for you? Did a name come to your mind? I had some come to my mind right away, even as I spoke now. Who do you need to thank God that they interceded for you? They prayed for you. Um, God deserves our adoration. He deserves our love and our respect. Have you told him lately? Well, God knows, you know. I know it's the oldest thing in the book. I've said it so many times with the husband. It's it's old. I know it is, but I'm going to do it anyway. He uh, he he wouldn't tell his wife that he loved her. They've been married for like 25 years, and the counselor said, "Just tell her that you love her." And he goes, "Well, I t- I told her the day we got married that I loved her, and if I ever changed my mind, I'd let her know." And the counselor said. I'm sure in 25 years, you've done something to cause her to doubt the first statement. You probably should reinforce it. <laughs> do you owe God praise? And I can just say, sure you do. Sure we do. God deserves our praise. We owe God everything. How about praising Him? Do you thank Him? Or do you thank yourself? Or do you thank the, uh, the government? <laughs> No. Um, who, who do you think? Um, what confession do you need to make to God? What do you need to talk through with God? Uh, what do you need to ask and believe God for in 2023? What, what family thing or self thing or uh, for yourself or job thing or, or for your social circle, for your church? What do you need to ask God for? What do we need to ask God for? From the nations. Um, who needs you to wrestle f- for them in prayer? Who needs you to wrestle for them in prayer? Now think about that one. Uh, is God laying somebody on your heart? Or a couple, or, or a few, or a many? That he needs you to wrestle for them in prayer. Because it can mean everything. Because there is this spiritual, there's this spiritual thing. We don't always understand it. But we are spirit, soul, and body. The things that are seen are temporary. But the things that are unseen are eternal. And so therefore Paul says the real realm, the most real realm, the most lasting realm is not this. It's the spiritual realm. And we can enter into that spiritual realm through prayer. Heavenly Father, we need you today. We need your love. As we enter into this communion time, I ask God that you would raise the temperature of our faith, our desire to be in your presence. Lord, I pray even if it takes putting an empty chair, and, and beginning to recognize that you are with us. Beginning to recognize that you are God and you love us and you want to walk this journey of life with us. So God, forgive us for all the times we've just b- sort of bullied our way through life and muscled our way through life and and done it on our own strength. And We pay for that. We end up having our own fruit that's temporary and, and goes stale and Spoils, but Lord, we want the fruit of Your Spirit—the lasting fruit of love and joy and peace, patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness—that that will cling to us and put muscle on our spiritual bones. So, God, teach us how to pray. We want to adore You. We want to give our thanks to You, Lord. We want to follow the admonition of Scripture that if we confess our sins, You're faithful and just to forgive us our sins, God but we want to come to you more than we do. Sometimes we just try to do so many things on our own strength instead of coming with supplication and say, God, here's, what, here's my needs. Daddy, help. And you love, you love to, to be there with us. Lord, there's people that we, they need the intercession as we would intercede on their behalf. And that you would give us wisdom on how to pray for them and how to see strongholds torn down that are holding them in bondage and, are so frustrating, so hurtful, and destroying relationships and body and mind. So God, we need you. We need you, God. We need you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, let me read the Scripture, and we're going to sing together as we prepare to receive the communion here in a few moments. For I received, 1 Corinthians 11, I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. And So that's why we just we come with preparation to the Lord and say, God, here I am. And if we need to do business, we say, God, forgive me. Forgive me. We come into alignment with God. And so the invitation is you who are walking in fellowship with God and you who are in love and harmony with your neighbors and you who do truly and earnestly repent of your sin and intend to live a new life following the commandments of God and walking from this time in his holy ways, draw near with faith and take this holy sacrament to your comfort and meekly make your humble confession to Almighty God. So why don't we bow our heads? Why don't we just talk to God right where you are? Talk to the Lord. Say, God, here I am. I need you today. I need you today. Lord God, in a few moments, we're going to partake of the bread and the drink that remind us of your sacrifice. And we're going to proclaim your death until you come again. You died and you rose so that we could have eternal life. And that is the hope. That is the joy. That is the thing that fuels us. Your Holy Spirit within us constantly reminds us that we are redeemed. That death no longer has a hold. Sin no longer has a hold. We have been set free. So teach us how to walk in this freedom. Teach us how to walk in this newness of life. And may you be praised. This we pray in Jesus' name the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for you. Preserve your soul and body unto everlasting life. Take, eat this remembering that Christ died for you. Feed on him in your heart by faith with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Carefully lifting that next section. blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed for you, preserve your soul and body unto everlasting life. Drink this. Remembering that Christ's blood was shed for you. Be thankful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. Why don't we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray? Our Father, who art in heaven, it's been good to be in the house of the Lord today, hasn't it? It's been great to be together. God is so good. I want to remind you of something we do as we dismiss. On Communion Sundays, you may not realize, and some of you do, any time that there's money that's given over and above tithe and offering or it's not designated, we send that on. Right now we're sending it to World Hope, and that's just a way of us thanking God. And so we do that each Communion time, and that's something that we can do to be a part of what God's doing in the world.